Okay, so I just got to put it out there. Tostadas are canceled. Okay. I, I, I don't... Do you know what a tostada is? I, I've heard of it. I can't picture one. So a tostada is a... It, wait, <clears throat> wait, hang on one moment. Tostada okay. may refer to a Latin American toast or a Mexican fried tortilla and the dish based on it. I'm not... This is not the toast tostada. Okay. This right. is the, you're not canceling just toast in general. Right. I mean, that would be <laughs> that would be too too far. Yeah. But tostadas, I loved growing up. I've always mm. loved them. It's a uh, part of the important food system that we had as as uh, I was growing up because we were um, not very well off. It was called the bean cycle. So mm. you'd have like beans and cornbread. And then the next night you'd have tostadas. And then like the next night you'd have che- bean cheese burritos and the, like everything like, like was based off of beans and to a lesser extent, rice and corn. Like mm. this was, <clears throat> we, we grew up, this is, you know, now I eat a lot of rice. So yeah, I'm down. So, Tostadas are when you have the refried beans and you put them on top of a flat fried corn tortilla. That sounds pretty good. And then you put toppings on top of them. It is, yeah. and it's. But the the thing about them is, mm. would you believe it's very difficult to eat? Because, uh, hmm. yeah, I could see that. <laughs> one bite and it just shatters, right? Or something right. happens. It's not yeah, a taco. Yeah. It's right. not made to hold like that. So, because well, you, yeah, you've essentially put a thing of refried beans onto a giant tortilla chip, which are not known for their, you know, yeah, structural it's, integrity. <laughs> it's always a race. Right. <laughs> you gotta eat them real quick. But it's delicious. And I never, I never real, I've always felt like, man, you know, they're problematic. I get that. But I, I still held on. But then I recently have started diving into the world of uh, sopes. Mm. Now, if you want to look up what a sope is. Sope. It is basically a technology that resolves the issues of a tostada. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so they're like a little smaller and the tortilla is shaped <laughs> like a sausage. The, yes. Um, Wikipedia says it is an antojita, which at first sight looks like an unusually thick tortilla with vegetables and meat toppings. I feel like that's a little bit of editorializing to say that it's uh, it looks unusually thick. Like who's you know to say? Who's to say, what? Wikipedia? Neutral point of view, please. <laughs> what's really funny is that was exactly my take on sopes and why I never ate them before because I was like, that tortilla looks unusually thick. And <laughs> thick, I don't think I can handle feet. a thick boy like that. You know, <laughs> it's like too much masa. Masa, right. masa. Masa. <laughs> masa, um, masa. Mucho, mucho, mucho masa. Right. And so I always avoided them. But then one time I was like, you know what? What the heck? I'll get a sope. You know, I'll order mm-hmm. one. Let's try this. And I realized yeah, so it makes it, it's almost like a little kind of a bowl, but it's more structurally yeah. or like a, a saucer, like you said. Is and better. I realized that it's deceptive because it's not that thick because they at least the place that I'm getting it's, them at it's now fried. Right. So they it's, fry just, it. it's just puffed up. Right. Yeah. But it does such a better job. Of it's a loving little pillow for yeah. refried beans. It's like a pillow boat. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, you know, the little reed boat they put baby Moses in. It's yes. like that, but made out yeah. of corn. Right. And for beans. Just, just as meaningful. 
<laughs> literally, <laughs> if not more meaningful to me personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, not trying to put it to Moses, but this does seem like it's an improve. This is like Tostados version two. Like we can deprecate <laughs> version one of Tostados now. Right, right. It's definitely Tostados two point and they are delicious. And I just am so happy that I found them. Uh, yeah. So I just wanted so to share is, that with you. This is a type of food called an antojito, which uh, literally means little cravings, which is just a name for like Mexican street food. But I like that. Oh, is that? Antojito. Is that what the, what are those things called? Bo. Bodegas? Heat. Bo. But what are they called? No, oh, now it's just trying to tell me bonita. There's like ones where it's like a little chip with the bean in a. Oh, that, <laughs> I don't know. Those, those, I mean, those probably fall under the category of antojitos. So, anto. It includes tacos, tamales, gorditas, quesadillas, empalmes, tostadas, chalupa, elote, tlayudas, uh, empanadas, nachos, chilaquiles, fajitas, and tortas. Chilaquiles are so good. Yep. As well wow. as uh, beverages and soups, such as menudo, pozole, and pancita. Well, speaking of beverages and soups. Oh, yes. I, I have here in my hands. A new kind of soup. A new kind of soup. A cold called... soup. Cold carbonated soup. Tra- it's trademarked. Ah. Um, All the best soups are. It's, uh, it's, a, it's called New Coke. Oh. So this is Coke V2. Uh, yeah uh it's it's i got it because of part of a stranger things pack of Ah. coke products that was some sort of embedded advertising right yeah um we talked about this on we did a live stream testing out live streaming technologies yes and i ordered it on the stream and it's here and it's i'm ready to drink it so i I felt like you know let's i'll drink it on the on air now do you do you have a regular Coke handy? Are you at least familiar enough with the taste? I'm familiar enough. I think I'll be okay. I don't think I need okay. to do a bat, uh, side by right. side. We don't need to do the Pepsi challenge yeah. with this. No. So <laughs> let's do a little ASMR. Do you do that? Do you tap? Does that make any now, difference? I, I don't uh, because <clears throat> I don't think that it makes any difference. But certainly had a lot of kids in high school that I knew who were like, you're always going to flick the top of it. I think it's stupid and doesn't make a difference, but I still do it. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Oh, that is some good quality ASMR for can right. opening. Here we go. I'm going to drink it. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Significantly it's... different? No. Really? It is. It is different. It's a little bit less complex, a little bit less dark flavored. There's a lot less uh, like earthy tone kind of flavors to it. You Hmm. know, like Hmm. it's a lot, it's a lot brighter and rounder. Mm -hmm. It's sweeter. Hmm. But if you, if you, sweeter makes sense. If you put this next to a Pepsi, you could still, you, you, you would think if you did a blind taste test, you're like, this is a Coke. Right. Interesting. Which is really interesting for, it was a huge flop, right? Like it was like a big, people were pissed well, off about this it. Is, this is the thing is that I've attached an article in Mother Jones that pauses that in fact, it wasn't a failure. It was, it was murdered. Basically it was a result of, uh, 
you know, there wow. was some some connivingness to its failure. Murdered by whom? Uh, it, well, the uh, subhead or the deck says that uh, it died because of a southern rebellion. Oh. And you know, the people in the south they do like their traditions. So, right. I mean, that's what what they're all about is is a uh, tradition. Yeah. So, so yes, it's hard to say that it 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 failed necessarily, but uh, it did it did create a lot of outrage, um, and things like that. But um, I think it's interesting too. It's not you have to trust that what they have provided to you is the original new Coke recipe, but it would not surprise me if they made some tweaks. You know, but yeah, perhaps it's all lie. Man, this is right. they're gaslighting me. I I kind of can't imagine that they like dusted off the old new Coke recipe and were like, just make this again without tweaking it a little bit. So, yeah, that maybe just they're trying to convince, likely. convince people that like we you guys were wrong. We didn't mm-hmm. do it right. They're rewriting history is what they're attempting to do. Right. Which you know what? Good for them. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. It's so anyway. That it's was uh, good. It's good. I. I can see why people would be mad. Right. Um, it's not because the thing I like about Coke, which makes me prefer it over other colas, is that it does seem to have like a very complex taste. Like it's 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 almost got yeah, like some umaminess to it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. But I mean, this is this is fun. This is fine. This is definitely not, uh you know, whatever you pick up from like Sam's Club cola, like it's, <laughs> right. it's you can tell it's still a Coke product. Mm-hmm. So yeah, not an off brand one. No. Well, that was worth um, that money. Yeah. Uh, and tune in next week when Aaron will be trying Coca-Cola garlic. <laughs> Coca-Cola garlic, huh? <laughs> it's a really oh, good Photoshop. A, that's a good- you know what that's there i like that it's purple there's no reason for the can to be purple but it is that's how you can tell it was someone who is a designer right yeah they're like <laughs> it needs to be different and that's why well, the photoshop you job remember was so in like the mid 2000s when there was an explosion of cola flavors like before we all realized the cola was really bad for us like there was just a crazy you could get like diet coke with all different varieties of sweetener in it like i remember diet coke with splenda and then there was like there was Coke and vanilla Coke and then like Coke with lemon and Coke with lime. And, and there was like raspberry vanilla, cherry vanilla, vanilla yeah, cherry. Like, What's the yeah, difference? Dr. Pepper had like a cherry chocolate Dr. Pepper or something. The cherry vanilla Dr. Pepper was bay and yeah. I would have died for it. <laughs> but I think probably the most um, crazy flavors to come out of that time were the Mountain Dew flavors because oh there, there were so were many and there were so yeah. limited edition right i remember the white one which looked very unsettling um <laughs> it looked like you were drinking something that somebody had been saving for a long time yeah and yeah. i didn't uh, like it at yeah all. so you, okay so you had mountain dew uh you had mountain dew code red that first came out in 2001 Mountain Dew Live Wire, that one's orange. That one came out in 2003. No, I like Mountain- that. I like the Live Wire because I I like to think of myself as a Live Wire. Right. Uh, Mountain Dew Pitch Black, dark purple colored, grape flavored Mountain Dew. That's uh, mm-hmm. 2004. Um, 2004 also saw the introduction of Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Which is delicious. Right. As much um, as I hate to admit. 
Yeah, and then uh, in 2007, you got Mountain Dew Game Fuel. Game Fuel. <laughs> Isn't that just code red? It's for gamers. Uh, it's red-orange color citrus cherry flavored. Ooh. Yeah. Its taste has been compared to Livewire Code Red and the Energy Drink Amp Overdrive. You had Mountain Dew Voltage, which was deep blue colored. Uh, you had the Throwback Mountain Dew. That's a separate but related phenomenon of Throwback Colas. Um, <laughs> just you had so Mountain much going Dew, on. Mountain Dew Whiteout. White colored, smooth, citrus flavored Mountain Dew, which apparently is still available despite uh, all indications that that's a bad idea. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no. It looks like yeah. fizzy, fizzy milk. Mm-hmm. There's also there milk. are um, there's Mountain Dew Ice, a clear colored lemon lime flavored soda, so Sprite. And then there is a uh, Mountain Dew Liberty Brew, a blue colored fruit oh, flavored no. soda, which came no. out this year. Oh, of course it did. Oh no, yeah. this is how we know that we're living under fascism because yep. we have Liberty Brew. Liberty Brew. Ugh. Citizen, you're not drinking Liberty Brew. No. Report to the re-education camp immediately. No! <laughs> Speaking of re-education camps, did you see the uh, debates? I did. Uh, would you like to know my opinion on it? <laughs> you know what? I have a feeling that I would. They were both bad. Yeah. Um, wow. The questions in the first debate were terrible, and the people in the second debate were terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say that's that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. um, and the, you yeah. know what? I'll, I'll, I complain about the debates. I complain about um, there's things that I watch religiously that I complain about. And people give me a hard time. They're like, well, if it's so dumb, why do you watch them? Uh, I'm better than you for not watching uh, these. Why don't you put yourself through that? Uh, yeah, why would you do? You know what? Uh, if you if nobody does that to sports ball people. Right. If yeah, you, no, you, this is the point. Yeah. If you watch they get a sports all, they get all team, emotional. you only watch the games where you know your team's going to win. Right. That's, that's not how it works. Yeah. Watch them all. Yeah. And then and then they get emotional. But then if you go like, why are you so, why do you put yourself through that? Like, that's just not even a thing. That doesn't make sense to ask them because it's like self-evident that that's not how it works. And look, there's actual consequences to the thing I'm watching, right? I mean, it is political theater. It's insane. It's bad. Yeah. But one of these people but, might be president of the United States. No, you know, even if, even if even if not, like the things they're discussing might become policy that gets turned into law anyway. Yeah. And look, much I'm as they tried to sports. as much as they tried to sabotage Medicare for all in the first debate. <laughs> We're going to cost a lot of money. It's going to cost you know, a um, lot of money. People people don't want to lose lose their insurance. Everybody loves private health insurance industry. Right. <laughs> you know what? I'm so glad that you mentioned that because uh, there's actually an organization that's been created just for people who love their private health insurance. <laughs> well, sign me up. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the third way. Folks, we love the third way. We tried the first way. You know what? When I think of the third way, I think. <laughs> right. We, you know, we tried the first bit. way, which I guess is rampant capitalism. We decided not to try the second way, which I guess is rampant communism. So we've decided that there is a third way, which is basically rampant capitalism. Yeah. No, it's just it's just the first way, but. 
it's, it's new basically coke. it's basically it's saying <laughs> right that's well, it. saying like all of your complaints about capitalism are valid but we'll try harder well no it's just like it's like but we're not gonna fix them but you're right we could, you're right but we're I mean, not we we're could not possibly do that the only thing yeah, worse than than right. the system is trying to fix the system we couldn't possibly give everyone health care. I mean, that I mean, when even in the history of the world has that ever been possible for an entire country to give its populace health care? That's just not that doesn't make any. No. Sense. Oh, what like, we need is a plainly a complex ridiculous. tapestry of technocratic, uh, quote unquote, solutions, which serve mostly to deny people the things that they need to, but just to keep them alive, just enough to keep consuming. But mostly it's about keeping the consultant class in. Right. Business. It's important that we don't make any changes that could disadvantage me or the members of the uh, professional middle class or the upper class, uh, because I don't want to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And you know what? Nobody I wants do, that. I do love my private health insurance. Um, I love to hold it at night and, uh, snuggle up to it everybody loves private health insurance industry everybody yeah everybody no it, <laughs> so, the turd, so there's more like yeah. the turd way <laughs> so there is the yeah exactly um i guess this is a think tank um which is how you know it's good because we have our own think tank um yeah it's called it's, the it's a think tank called third way and they have a Twitter account, which is Third Way Tweet. And their tweets are... I like when um, they put the tweet in there so that you know what you're looking at. You know what I mean? Right. When yes. you're on Twitter, you want to make sure that you're looking at tweets. And I You like are indeed looking at the me. tweets from the Third Way. Yeah. Um, their tweets are, to me, they seem like they must be parody. But they're not. And that's the thing. <laughs> like, For example, uh, the one that I've linked in the show notes, which I have to click to again. One moment, please. You got you got a, a video of Jen Psaki. Jen Jen Psaki, who was a former, uh, I think she was State Department spokes spokesman. She yeah, she was like a uh, under the under the Obama Biden administration. Yeah. Um, and she's talking about stuff. It doesn't matter what she's talking about. What matters is what's in the tweet, which is to win in 2020. Dems should replicate their successful approach from 2018. Okay, you ready? You ready? Yeah. Number one, steer clear of far left policies that turn off moderate slash independent voters. If you follow me, you with me? Is that what we did? Uh yes. Unequivocally. <laughs> okay. Number two, uh, get out into communities and speak to voters' real life pocketbook concerns. Pocketbook concerns is a very interesting phrase to say that everyone what does it even for cash? What does it even mean? Is this they just oh, saying, it means that they're gonna uh you know what cut taxes on the middle class or something? Freedom books? Yeah. Well, no, no, because that's a Yang thing, and that's not we can't do that that's, either. That's right out. Um, it's important that we say that we're gonna cut taxes on the middle class, um, but not articulate, for example, how. Um, and it's important that when we do cut taxes on the middle class, we also have to cut spending. Because it's important that we try to balance the, uh, you know, the the budget. Right. I mean, look, it, I I had to learn how to balance a checkbook, uh, right? Theoretically, and as we know, a country of three hundred and however million people is literally no different in terms of its budgeting than a human being. Yeah, it's, it works exactly the yeah. same. 
uh, it's not like the government could print its own money or anything. <laughs> it doesn't like own money. Yeah, that's no, not, not. I mean, all. that would be silly. <laughs> That'd be crazy. You yeah. know, but the banks can. But let's right. just make sure that's clear. This tweet, seven retweets and 17 likes. Who is this for? Yeah, I don't know. That's I don't know who it's for. I would love to go through and see the metrics for all of. Well, for okay, so it's not pinned- for gay. It's not for hashtag gay waiter Paul twenty twenty. Right, because he replied, "Single payer healthcare is the only solution." Bernie twenty twenty. That's my that's my dude. That's my man. <laughs> my man. Yeah. yeah. Um, their pinned tweet currently has fifty likes and two hundred and sixty four replies. So, so that's something, I suppose. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, they, I guess they had a conference that was entitled opportunity 2020, which is really <laughs> just kind of amusing. Cause that's the whole thing, like opportunity and like access, access. to healthcare. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, well, we're here to create opportunity. We're not here to materially improve conditions. We're here to create yes. opportunities for conditions to be materially improved. Wow. <laughs> so, so bad. Yeah. Boy. Anyway, the, the thing is, it's like, they're shouting into nothing. Nobody's listening. Meanwhile, all the youths, all the youths, the uh, the Gen Zs, the the E boys and the E girls, <laughs> the millenniums, yeah, they're all tuned out, right? Because they don't. This is the thing. Like this is this is uh, the sort of classical form of punditry which you do on TV and in newspapers, and um. Millennials and Gen Z don't watch TV or read newspapers. So it's, you know, it's funny as much as, and we're about to talk about this, but as much as people get bent out, bent out of shape over uh, stupid New York Times columnists writing dumb things, like no, nobody reads that. <laughs> they, they, like, they hate read no, it, you know? Like Brett Stevens is over here complaining about millennials and college students or whatever, and, and none of us actually read any of it and and give a care about what he has to say um the new pundit class these days is on youtube actually yeah well uh, so here's the thing that i was just realizing this morning i was realizing um because i I, I had just for a second tuned into cnn um for something in the morning i think i just turned on the tv and it was on you know and i was like i i made a conscious decision probably like uh last last holiday season around then i was like you know what i'm not really gonna watch cable news i used to watch it you know not a whole lot but i'd watch maybe like an hour a day of that stuff just to just to see what was going on and i just dipped out and i was and i'm only watching like if i do watch news i'll watch like pbs news hour or something like that mm-hmm. you know or I, I i still like read newspapers like i have subscriptions to like newspapers and things like that but like right having dipped out for a while i realized like how insane these people are when i like dip back in and it's interesting too to think of how keyed up they are and how keyed up you get sort of as a result of how hysterical they get over things and you know they're just spinning 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 right yeah (laughs) buddy like and they have yeah. all the wrong ideas and they come at come at things with all the wrong solutions that doesn't apply to like any real people like like these are all third way people. These are all people who their vision of an American is a consultant who lives in Alexandria, Virginia. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, right, exactly. Yeah. Or or they think also American, a hog farmer 
in Alabama who is just draped in a Confederate flag. Right. Like, th- like these are the only two people they can imagine existing. Yeah. And they're both not real people. <laughs> like, they're not really, <laughs> they're like caricatures of like yeah. what actually exists in the country. I- I'm kind of inclined to think that some of the better think tanks have to be located outside of DC just because there's such a reality <laughs> distortion that happens yeah, by being in DC. It just changes everything. So like, yeah. So then when I see things on like YouTube videos, like, or live streams on like Twitch or something like that, it's like, this is, this is the thing that people my age and younger are tuning into. And these other people are just spinning out knowing mm-hmm. that they're like, turning into dinosaur bones right ground that will be dug up later yeah but it's interesting too because uh you know um yeah so the the new punditry is on youtube and they're they're kind of under the radar which is a benefit i think because (laughs) no one is trying to get up all in their business though some people would say that like you know like editorial or you know like pub you know having public editors or whatever because they don't have that on youtube but they also don't really have that for TV or newspapers anymore either. So <laughs> seriously. <laughs> yeah. And that's a problem. And that's the problem of like, I also am not a fan of people who are like, Oh, I, I only get all my information from YouTube. I just, I just watch, I just watch yeah. the young Turks or something. No, like, no right. No, and, no, this know. is bad. Our YouTube videos from RT.com should not be your only Source. Right, you you shouldn't be getting news from you like H bomber guy should not be your only source of political ideas. Like right, <laughs> that yeah. that's also very unhealthy. You should like kind of be aware of what's going on in the world, and I think you can still get that from like newspapers if you read like the actual like the reporting and not the opinion or the the reporting on the reporting because that's what a lot of the news has turned into. It's like second layer of reporting about the reporting which is just basically editorializing on reporting do you know what i mean right so that stuff's garbage don't i mean don't spend too much time in that but yeah and then and and then it makes things that aren't really real seem like they're a real problem they like Mm. surface these really stupid concerns like free speech crisis oh there's no no free speech crisis i've heard of that oh really i thought that free speech was endangered by um i don't know colleges uh, or <laughs> i don't know I, all i've heard is that free speech is in danger so yeah i mean you hear it you hear about it all over the place yeah by people exercising their free speech to talk about <laughs> oh now 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 what <clears throat> now wait a minute <laughs> go ahead sir you had a question i don't i don't uh, it doesn't uh do you understand that yeah. yes Hmm. Hmm. interesting but yeah no there's this whole thing about um uh well this is charlie kirk's bread and butter with the uh the toilet paper usa organization is basically them just constantly complaining that conservatives are being silenced on campuses they're not letting me do a racism they're not they're not letting me say that trans people are bad i that's (laughs) Violating my free speech rights. They aren't letting me do the whole basis of my thing, which is to come out and just rip on 
disadvantage minorities of people for my own personal benefit as a white person of privilege. Yeah, Boom, when I constitution, when I stand in the campus green and yell about feminism, people yell at me back. And that's basically the same as violence and should be illegal. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. No, like, you're, think, no, your I speech, speech is like violence. Us. No, your speech. <laughs> right. I think for people like us, this stuff is on its face ridiculous, but they have made hay of it. And I mean, now even the president of the United States tweets about it sometimes. So a lot of people concerning that they might try to actually do something about a made up problem. Oh, so many. That's like the super predators. It's like all these things that are made up problems that gets absorbed into everybody's brain because everything tells us that it's a problem. And then we like spin out to like solve the problem. Yeah, we got to just we got to solve it create more problems yes 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 which yes, now that i which yes. now that i think about it is why biden yes is mm. the perfect candidate of our time yes he was he's already better, been better the first the, spinning out wars so he's better prepared anybody for the else. second spinning out wars yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well that's depressing uh yeah better but um, else yeah so we we have uh yeah we have some some stuff in the show notes about this free speech crisis on campus and how it isn't real and then uh you know this stuff is ginned up mostly by new york times columnists most notably brett stevens and um i think it's chet chet bevens oh i'm sorry yes uh but stevens um and wary bice um i don't like uh wary bice uh, we should debate but, our plans. But uh, um, <clears throat> Luke O'Neill, who who is a pretty good um, reporter on this these kinds of phenomena, I guess you you had an article um, of his from a in a previous episode, I believe. Mm-hmm. But he mm-hmm. points out that they, Brett Stevens, and in fact most of the New York Times editorials, kind of just write the same two articles over and over again. One is like, oh, the young people are too liberal. And mm-hmm. the other one is uh, what? What's the other one? Why can't I? Dem shouldn't go too far left. Yeah. Oh, oh, of course. Yes. It's important that the Democrats, the Democrats, will only win if they basically become conservatives and match my personal views. Um, and these are both just ridiculous, and it's kind of, it's it's more ridiculous that they keep publishing these things and throwing them at us. Honestly, but. honestly, it's just, it's just. Um, boomer brain. Do you know it what is. I mean? But it I makes... think, I I think that the New York Times is to be commended. Um, they are giving livelihoods to people like Brett Stevens, who would be unemployable in any other, you know, form. So he would literally be out of a job. So it's just really, it's just sort of a goodwill gesture for them to let him write whatever he wants and it's pay him this, for it. It's this. Otherwise, thing, it's he'd this... probably be homeless. So. <laughs> it's just all motivated by a contempt for the other. And then especially so much of the other as this generation is being displaced, it's a, it's a contempt for the younger generations, which is, it's just this like, well, it's a, yeah, it's a very funny because you've had it great. Well, they've, <laughs> like, they've, they've, they've got theirs and you built your whole thing on screwing over the the oncoming people like yeah. there's like 
I was talking to someone lately and they're like, do you ever notice how it's weird about how like boomers like don't give their houses to, to their children? Like they just refinance them so they can get more jet skis or whatever. Like, right. It's like the generation in mass decided like, screw these kids. Like I don't, right. and it reminds me now not to get religious, but there's this like this uh, verse in Isaiah that I think about a lot where he says, he's talking about, you know, the results of like the, the way that his society is living at the time and, you mm-hmm. know, extrapolating, they will attack their neighbor on the, or no, let's see on the right, they will devour, but still be hungry on the left. They will eat, but not be satisfied. Each will feed on the flesh of their own offspring. Mm. <laughs> and like, that's the boomer verse. Isaiah nine 20 yeah. is talking about boomers. <laughs> right. <laughs> like a hundred, a hundred percent. And that's it, what it, it really is. is. It really is this screw you. Like I got mine. It's like, what, you know, listen, I got all these things, but you can't, you know, I got explains why they're so afraid while they're so unnerved by the idea that the parties in power would appeal to that group because now they've sensed that they're losing their power. Right. Which they are. And there's not really any way around that, but that's just like how time works. You know what I mean? Right. Unless you like freeze their head and their peepee. Yeah. Like some people want to do. Yeah. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to do a Jeffrey Epstein joke, but wow. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I had, to, had to go on and do it. Yeah. Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Let's talk about something important. Ketchup. Ketchup. <laughs> Ketchup. Now, I don't want to get too far into this. Like, I'm going to let you take the lead on this because I've had, I've had a history of, Talking about ketchup on podcasts and it just gets out of hand. Oh, yeah. I guess that that is I do remember that now that you mentioned that. Hashtag breakfast ketchup. But this is uh, a talking about a, a new style of ketchup bottle, which I would argue this isn't actually a new style because I have a thing of sour cream that is in this sort of thing. But it's like it's like the uh, it's basically like a pouch with a cap. And then so as you squeeze it out, it sort of reduces in size rather it's like, like a, t- a toothpaste. It's like toothpaste. Too. Yeah. yeah. And this is uh, this is just an extremely smart way of managing ketchup because putting ketchup in a solid bottle uh, is just kind of annoying, especially when you get down to the bottom and you do the tap tap thing and then it all comes out at once. Um, yeah, or you just there's always some that's like caught. Yeah, there's in always the some stuck up in there. You know, yeah, it's like a yeah. it's very wasteful. It and takes this, up a this, lot of space. This mostly eliminates that problem. Also, these the packaging in this case uses less material and weighs less than a than like a hard sided bottle, so it's better in that regard. It is made of plastic, um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's. But how I imagine things... you can make it out of uh, biodegradable type that type plastic. You, it you probably could, like, yeah, right. Yeah. It looks pretty I mean, cool. It's plastic, it's plastic. It's less plastic, so that's better but yeah no but yeah, this is thing. i think and it works it works with it works this is the thing a lot of things that i've noticed in design lately is is that our modern design prints things that we've come up with work against the laws of physics and nature mm-hmm. instead of working with them so like this bottle is like hey you know what gravity's a thing right so so why don't we just like work with gravity instead of building this strong rigid th- box to put our our sauce in you know mm-hmm. if you hold sauce 
it it will fall. You know what I mean? If you just right. dump a bowl of sauce out, it's going to fall down because that's how gravity works. Right. So why don't we just do that instead of like mm. trying to push in and <laughs> rattle right. it around? I don't know. But th- this article also talks about what they call the condimentization of food, which is that um, th- there's a quote here that says a lot of research going on would validate this. More and more people are using dipping sauces as a way for people to add flavor to food, <laughs> which is a really weird thing to sa- to say in like a scientific way or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> the idea, I guess, is that people are instead of adding things to food as ingredients, they're adding them at the end as condiments, I guess. So that's why you have. A lot of things like this. And I do have to say that the condiment aisle at my uh, grocery store has gotten a lot bigger over this. It's a big condiment expansion. (laughs) Uh, There's also, we could probably put in here how Heinz has been um, basically uh, flaunting the word of God himself by mixing certain (laughs) kinds of sauces. Like You got like mayo chup. And mayo mustard. Yeah. Like they, they kind of are wilding out at the moment. Like this is worse than when they made purple ketchup. Like it is an affront <laughs> to God to mix mayonnaise and mustard. I have to say, but well, yeah, okay. <laughs> you could do it. You could do it in the privacy of your own home. And I think that, that's your business. Yes. Right. But it's, it's offensive to me to see it on the store shelf is what I'm saying. No, but the, I mean, they have cranch. Yeah. There's funny. There's an, <laughs> sounds so leave. bad. Who wants to eat? Cranch. Yeah, why didn't they call it? Well, in in my opinion, they should have called it Retchup because that's what you'll do once you (laughs) eat it. I'm now, I didn't realize until recently why people like Chick fil A, and I figured out that there's two reasons, and this this Mm, aligns mm. with the ketchup delivery technologies and the whole saucification of food. Right. The the first thing is because they have the sauce. They have the yes. Sauces. They do. They have many sauces. They have many sauces. And I have to say, the Chick Fil A sauce, which I believe is essentially a mayo chop kind of a thing, or maybe a mayo Q, which is another Heinz sauce that they have. <laughs> yeah. But you know, and it's it's pretty good sauce. Now the second thing I raised, and this is a tangent, and I don't want to get too caught up on it, but I learned that um, they put MSG in their chicken. Oh, oh, yeah. And that one. Mm-hmm. the if you made Umami. a Venn diagram of basic white people who talk about their MSG allergy and people like who how eat Chick Fil A, people who freaking love Chick Fil A, it's just a circle. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, got them. Their their racism is showing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you're not allergic to msg you freaking love it it's delicious it's secret salt and it's wonderful right um so anyhow that's tangent but also the sauce they love the sauce yeah. and the way they deliver their sauce there yeah it's interesting well yeah because they use the uh the dip and squeeze packets so rather than a little ketchup packet like a conventional ketchup packet little rectangular thing they use the little dip and squeeze thing that's like a little cup that you uh pull the top off of and I have a problem with these because my feeling is that it's not enough to warrant mm. that kind of package. Like, if well, you're going to have a cup, it needs to be bigger. So I can't dip yeah, anything well, in there. It, it's interesting because at Wendy's, they basically they give you the little um, the little souffle cups, the little ramekins, the little paper ramekins, yeah. which, by the way, more sustainable. Yeah, but, I um, like that. Yeah, and then you can you know you can fill up from the little pump uh, as much ketchup as you want, 
And if you want to dip, almost, you can. If you want to squeeze, you can just squeeze the ramekin cup out. Onto I almost your thought fries the other day I was going through In and Out, and they were asking me if I wanted ketchup, and I was like, "Yeah, but I don't want freaking ketchup packets." And I almost wanted to be like, "Can you just like grab one of your fry boats and just put some ketchup in it?" Like, then we can just dispense with this stupid like. I don't. Right. I feel yeah. like you should pay me to be squeezing yeah. all this ketchup I mean, out. It 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 does. You know, it's it makes sense to have like prepackaged ketchup because that assists the whole drive through process. Yeah. But the fact is that like if you want a lot of it, then you end up with a lot of package waste and things like that. Yeah, so it can't be great. I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is everybody should just carry ketchup with them. Like you should every day carry your ketchup. <laughs> your ketchup EDC. <laughs> yeah. Um but um no, I mean uh uh, what was I thinking here? Oh, um, so I do that with to... salt. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I have salt right. that I can't take with me everywhere. <laughs> That's right. You do have your fancy salt. I remember yeah. that. <laughs> um, oh, I remember when they first introduced the dip and squeeze at Chick Fil A, um, and people did not realize because it wasn't totally obvious, but they are much larger than a conventional ketchup packet. So people would grab a lot of them and then they would just throw them out unopened. So finally, they put signs that said one of these is equal to three of the older ketchup packets. And I don't <laughs> think that helped at all. <laughs> then 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 you get people that are just like, oh, well, you don't tell me what to do. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. And like grab all of them. Just... Where I... <laughs> <laughs> what the hell kind of country is this where you can tell me how much ketchup to take? Right. Um, but I do want to read, there's an article from the takeout, which is about when they came out with Cranch and the headline is drunk with power. Heinz releases next condiment mashup Cranch. <laughs> um, so they have, they currently have, uh, they have Mayo chup, they have Mayo must, which should clearly be mustard anise. Like that one's a huge mustard oversight anise? on their part. Um, Cranch and Mayo Q. Um, and then the takeout posits, um, new things that they might come out with, um, hum chup. What's Worst that? Hummus and ketchup. Oh. Um, Worcester tard. <laughs> Worcester, actually, it's pronounced Worcester chard. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Sri Ranch. Mayo pole syrup. And, and finally, I can't believe it's not Banch. <laughs> I can't believe it's not Banch. And then uh, we are, I, I apologize because we are derailing a, a, for a moment to uh, morning show related content, but there's an, also an article here from January of this year. Heinz releases ketchup caviar to class up your Valentine's hot dogs. <laughs> hmm. uh, Good old morning show. Hey, that's another show on our, and we should mention, I, this is part of the things that we should mention is that we have, yeah. a, our, our, we're on a good stuff. The good stuff, uh, FM podcasting family network empire empire (laughs) incorporated. There's other shows on there. Morning show is not, is, is currently not it's back. It's back. New episode came out as we record this on, on today. It's back. Well, new episode published August 2nd, get in there and listen guys. There's a, and I mean, another personal plug for me, I have a show called three guys, three questions, which is also available. There's a huge back catalog of hundreds of episodes and we're actually a new season's starting uh, in the this works. month. So um, I shouldn't say this month because I know how we are, but uh, yeah. <laughs> we're recording them. And it's in the, it's in progress. It's in the pipeline. It's in the pipeline. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of pipeline, how's your couch? Uh, you Before know, I pretty good. I will say I have determined that I need to purchase an ottoman. I was ottoman shopping too. I yeah. need an ottoman. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, because I don't have anywhere to put my feet except on my coffee table, but my coffee table is littered with all my junk. And also it's not soft. So yeah, that's not good. It's not good for the back of your calves. Exactly. Yeah. So I need to purchase an ottoman. The problem is the matching ottoman for my couch is quite expensive. And more importantly, would not be delivered to me until November at the earliest. Oh, no, yeah. You just need, I mean, you're a simple man. You just need a little tufted thingy, right? Yeah, like I a need a little, I, I need a little poof or whatever. Poof. Well, yeah. don't, I don't know if we should. <laughs> a poofay. A poofay kind. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, there's something you wanted to tell me about, and I don't know how I thought this was related to ketchup, but it's in the same area. You're going to you're going to teach me about sending it, sending it. So this has become a thing in my friends group lately. Uh, the concept of sending it, um, which is uh, I, I got to look up. I'm going to I'm going to Google the definition. This you might Google. get me into trouble. You do your Google and I'll just share because it hasn't Send come it. up yet. But uh, just this important bit of knowledge when it comes to the seduction right. of women. There is a very, very large difference between a woman and a man. Just oh, that's um, just science from Ben Shapino. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, sending it. So I'm on uh, Urban Dictionary now. It means just do it to say yes to something. Don't think about it. Have confidence and just send it. Just send uh, it. Send it to go nuts with without regard to your own safety. Uh, send it. Any action or activity you can do wholehearted, wholeheartedly with confidence and absolute passion. I don't know about that one, but uh, yeah. So it's basically. Sending it is usually um, something that people do or would describe. It's basically something that would possibly cause you uh, great physical harm. By okay, gotcha. so lots, of, lots of stunts or things so, like yeah, that. What the hell? Um, and I believe uh, partially where this originates is from a, a, a guy um, whose exploits are on YouTube. His name is Larry Enticer, and uh, he does uh, snowmobile stunts and. Uh, he he says the send it a lot. And you know, one of his famous things is, are you silly? I'm still going to send it, which is pretty great. <laughs> it's very good. Um, I've he, seen he, some of this. Yeah. He hurts himself a lot. Um, but then that has since evolved. There's an uh, Instagram account, which is quite popular, which is called Jerry of the day. Um, and so a Jerry is a, a person who sends it. Basically, that's the connection. Oh. Um, the, the the in fact, the description of the article is, or of the account is a Jerry is an individual who sends life against the grain, no matter the consequences. So this is basically a lot of um, videos of people doing very dumb things, either skiing or water skiing or whatever. And uh, now is uh, this like a Canadian thing? Is that, is that, what no, it is? no, this is, oh. this is, uh, this is quite American, I believe in its persuasion, oh, okay. but yeah, you have people, for example, wearing swimsuits while snowboarding, this um, is literally the picture I'm looking at. This guy in these uh, yeah. red short, short well, swimsuit with the yellow sunglasses. So, right. So he's wearing like red volleyball shorts, but he's clearly at a mountain. Um, but the other yeah. thing that you notice is his sunglasses, which I've linked because those are the Sendovision sunglasses. <laughs> um, they're under the respect the send. <laughs> Sendovision sunglasses. Sendovision. You can they're basically a single piece that goes across your face. It makes you look a little bit like Jordy LaForge. Um, if, but if those I are didn't what you wear. have to wear glasses. You would wear those. <laughs> they're yellow, too. They're so awesome. Yeah. When I was in high school, I was in now, I was down in Tijuana and I saw some yellow uh, what we used to call Moakley's, which are mm. fake 
Oakley's. Right. Uh, and when I was in high school, Oakley's were cool. And I, it was not part of my style at all. It did not fit. But I thought, you know, these would be cool. And I got bright yellow Oakley's. Well, Moakley's. Right. And I wore them once to school and never again. Right. And that's what I, I felt just as bad wearing those as the people in these look in this picture, this single. Mm. Now, there are those. Uh, those are the Sendo Visions. Um, the reviews are pretty great because it's just people playing along with the memes. Yeah. Um, and then I also link to the Sendo Vision 2.0, keeping with our theme of versions, which are speed goggles um, with like a little elastic <laughs> strap. <laughs> which wow. I think are almost better, to be honest. But yeah. This is uh, and there's lots of merchandise you can get here, like a shirt that says Sendies in the Weed- Wheaties font. And then, like in the Nike's font, says "just send it" and all that. So it's really hard for me to understand. This is like a whole world. Just send it. Just yeah, well, it's, it's kind of hard of. to explain because you either understand what "send it" means or you don't, and it uh, it's kind of difficult for me to explain. You know. I just feel like I don't know how it's missed me. Like I. Sh- by the, by I sh- the way, Jerry's Jer- Jerry's last name canonically is McSenderson. Jerry McSenderson, and you can get a jersey to that effect. <laughs> What? I'm learning so much. But yeah, so all I'm saying is, uh, you know, send it. Uh, respect the send when you see it. Um, that's my that's my advice. I don't know. I don't know how I can't any. I I will never not anymore. Right. Exactly. Sendy AF. <laughs> Speaking of sending it, um, mm. I feel like there's something that they do. <laughs> They do. You don't realize how funny that is in relation to what you're about to talk about. There's something. <laughs> there's something that they do mm-hmm. to, to kids in school. Yeah. I know that they, they, they did something similar to me. Um, mm. I seem to have blocked out most of it. So it's as I read this article, I I have a story that I can tell about this kind of thing. But you should first explain what this is. There is a popular thing called every 15 minutes mm-hmm. and it is a program whereby they traumatize children in high school um, by basically like pulling kids out of class like, oh, no, there's been a huge emergency. Like they pull the fire alarm and they bring the kids out and they have a staged uh, accident and there's like, Which, dead by the way, body. Should be kind of weird that they're like, oh, my God, there's been a huge accident. Everyone must come outside and look at it right now. And I'm sure there's ways that they do it in cleverer. You know, that's just like the the way I'm familiar he- hearing about this. But they stayed basically the, the commonality is they stage accidents. They have student actors make, pretending like they're dying from a drunk driving accident. Right. And so the idea of this is to scare the crap out of teenagers so that they will never drunk drink and drive. Right. And so we've been doing this forever and nobody thought to ask, does this work? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, every 15 minutes has been administered by the, the California highway patrol for the past 19 years and funded through a grant from the national highway traffic safety administration in 2019. The grant was 1.4 million down from 1.6 million in 2018. 160 schools statewide received 6,000 to voluntarily produce the program. 
900,000 has been set aside this year for mini grants and $494,884 of personal costs, which is majority of which is, hmm, officer overtime. Hmm. Now I'm starting to sense. uh, Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting. Like people have, people have ideas for this stuff and they never think about whether, you know, assessing whether it works before they just sort of do it at a large scale and it's so cool and it gets you know media attention that people are like well we got to do one of those too there's a principle there's there's no shortage of principles who will see something and be like well we got to do that why aren't we why aren't we traumatizing our kids it got on the news mm-hmm. and they all go to some sort of ed- educational conference where they talk about how they got on the news and they're like well did you get on the news jerry and he's like oh crap i didn't get on the news <laughs> Yeah. Gotta go traumatize my children. Just send it. So so I have personal experience of two sort of related things for this. Mm. Um the first is it was this traveling play, um, you know, that comes like an assembly or whatever. And I cannot mm. for the life of me remember the name of it, but I remember that the climax of it, it it's basically about um oh, I remember it now. Hang on, let me Google it real fast. I remember the name of it, which is <laughs> oh. uh I'm pretty sure this is correct. Dead serious about life. <laughs> Dead serious about life. It's about suicide um, uh-huh. and why you shouldn't do it. Um, and it's, uh, let me put the link in here. Um, it says, uh, Dead serious about life is a musical written to appeal to teenagers. It is upfront, it is blunt, it is life. Uh, the story begins at Spencer and Stephanie's house. Mom and dad have left for the weekend, so let the party begin. Throughout the course of the evening, we, you will meet the characters with their different personalities, their numerous problems, and their view about lives. Dead Serious will expose us all to the issues of abortion, alcohol, drugs, religion, sex, and suicide. So you can tell that this is very moralistic. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is... Um, I believe that this is... So this was local, relatively, but it's... um. It, it's put on by a church group basically, which is why they talk about um, abortion and things like uh, that. But right. uh, the climax of it is when the main character kills himself off stage and they, uh, they light a firecracker in the theater for you to like get, Oh, cool. really get the, yeah. Like there's a bright flash and a loud noise and whatever. So, and then everyone comes out and sings a song to close it out about how you shouldn't do that or whatever. <laughs> um, so that was a thing. Another thing like is like 525,600 suicides. <laughs> right. That's how many people <laughs> ended their lives. <laughs> um, the other thing, when I was in middle school, I went to Respect <clears throat> for Law camp. Oh, no. <laughs> yep. Respect yep. for Law camp. Yep, 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 yep. yep. <laughs> um, this was also a local thing. Um, basically the local police departments in the county hold this like day camp in the summer, um, in which they teach you about how great the police are. And it includes what they describe as a mock felony car crash. Um, and basically what they do is they set it up to make it look like a drunk driver has collided with a train. And then there's like a medevac helicopter and everything. Like it's very, very over the top. Um, but yeah, that's how you learn to have respect for law. By which we mean police officers, because as you know, they are the law. 
Um, but yeah, so, I mean, they do like they do like mock arrests. I remember I got to use a one of those expandable batons at one point. They had a demonstration of people getting tased. Um, we went to the what? we went to the we went to the bomb squad field and they blew up a bus. Oh no! Yeah, it was that was uh, and that was probably real healthy for you. Um, right, and definitely probably doesn't like trigger any sort of no, trauma well, every time you have just, to encounter they, they law enforcement. You, they made you march around um, like you were in the military, like you had to march in step. And then there were, you know, uh, this sounds like the experiment where they like, you know, divide the class into like the people with blue eyes and the people with brown eyes or something. A little bit. You know? little bit like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you had to, is, you had oh to march no. around. If you got in trouble, you would have to do push ups, which was, I mean, yeah. So I didn't enjoy this like at all, but, uh, it just doesn't sound like a great idea. And no. the, and I guess the only thing I wanted to say about all this stuff is like, maybe let's just stop thinking that traumatizing people is like a useful thing to do. Like that. It's like helpful in any way. Yeah. Like Probably not. Probably just like telling kids like, Hey, you know, don't drink and drive cause it's bad and it will hurt you and it'll hurt other people. And like teaching them to like value Right. You know, not killing people is probably better than just like. But instead, it's them. like, it's like, we'll just scare the devil out of them and then it'll be fine. And yeah. there'll be no concerns about that at all. And as we know, it works and there's no, there's just no bad consequences at all. Right. Yeah. Oh, um, bad consequences leads us to a second point, which is this is and so i think this thing that we're going to talk about was the fall of uh mike yeah which was um, a uh a web a news website i guess and i think what we're now that i now that i think about it what the behavior that is discussed here is probably the result of uh people who were just traumatized yeah a little <laughs> and then bit. they're acting out that drama as a boss right yeah so this was a um a website that was uh, like a news website that was kind of aimed at millennials and it started, I forget when it was founded. Uh, that doesn't really matter. It was, it was founded. We know that for sure. Oh, okay. It was founded in, it was 2014 that joined the site policy Mike. And then it rebranded itself as Mike in June of 2014. So it became Mike, in 2014 um and they like hired massively they made this big play into video on facebook which ended up being their downfall um <laughs> oh, but but uh this i thought this fell fell neatly into our vertical we have we have some verticals that we've come up with uh on season one i guess and we've sort of carrying them through so this is like the work vertical or the bad bosses vertical <laughs> right um so i have some pre some great quotes here um, this is one from the founder says recently, I've noticed some team members working as if Mike were just another nine to six job, not giving it their all every day, which let's, let's stop for a moment. First of all, nine to six is no, that's incorrect. How is this not parody? It's nine to five, nine to five, eight hours, eight hours is what you get. But anyway, nine to six, which was already more than one hour was still not enough. Um, so I've challenged every leader to fix any instances immediately. I've asked every leader at Mike to set really ambitious goals and not accept anything less than total effort from their teams every day. So please give your all to the company. Um, then employees had other frustrations with the financial side of startup life. When Mike passed out the custom-made Nike shoes, 
in 2015. The company had already raised more than $30 million, but had yet to set up a 401k system. <laughs> but they An got employee, those, those custom sneaks. Right, exactly. An employee said, I was just like, this is so dumb. I don't need a pair of Nikes. I need a 401k. They just seemed like they were wasting money left and right. When the company eventually set up a 401k at the end of 2015, it did not match contributions. The, well, and it, but they set one up for you, so that's that's right. okay. The advisor of workforce for the company said it was, quote, fairly standard in startups and that a 401k match is not a high priority for employees, which I'm pretty sure they didn't ask any employees and they're just Come saying on, that. Man. Yeah, oh, there's, <laughs> I can think of absolutely no employee who, when asked, would you like your employer to contribute to match contributions to your 401k would go, nah, I'm all right. I don't think I don't that's need necessary. that. As long as we're yeah, still getting these custom, custom Nikes, that's all that matters. I mean, <laughs> don't go out of your way to like pay me for my labor. Like, I mean, if it if it's if it's too much for you, then don't worry about it. What bosses think was would be a cool thing to do, and what people think their employees yeah. think would be a cool thing to do. Like, I there's just like in a Venn diagram, you like that example we were making it's, earlier. It's two separate it's circles. Two separate circles as far apart as they could possibly be. Yeah. <laughs> No, just so this like, is, I mean, take all that is, money you're spending and pay me, really. Right. But this is, I, you know, this is just the typical startup boss brain worms or whatever, you know, that's like, hey, we we got custom Nikes made. And it's like, what about my retirement? And it's like, what's that? Yeah. And that goes along with another article that I, that I shared, which is from Wired. And it's, uh, it, well, it's, I think it's more like an opinion piece. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's called Seeing Through. Silicon Valley's shameless quote unquote disruption. Oh, love to disrupt. It's about this whole idea of disruption Mm -hmm. Um, and how it's, it's basically like a bunch of BS. You know what I think we need to do? What? I think we need to disrupt disruption. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. The thing it says is, (laughs) i'll just read this quote from the thing because it's just so good self-interested disruptors have been around since forever what's new over the past couple of decades is the passion the self-confidence the ideological commitment Mm. not to mention the shamelessness the tech companies leaned into this idea appealing to and flattening or flattering our self selfishness and solipsism if your moral or as if your moral responsibility could stop at a metaphorical front door where food, cars, magical packages arrive for your use, we're discovering what a world devoid of moral responsibility looks like. It ain't magical because let's face it, Silicon Valley technology in nearly ev- every case isn't so transformative that it would simply replace the existing systems on its merits. Uber isn't better than a good mass transit system. Facebook isn't better than actual friendship. YouTube videos aren't better than quality entertainment a neighborhood littered with airbnbs isn't better than a community oriented one a computerized learning plan isn't better than a great teacher they may be Mm. more efficient or easier to use or less expensive but better not even close the truth is that having so much of life occur at the front door as opposed to on the town square or on the market street is simply sad pathetic even who would build a small minority or who but a small minority would want to organize life around a siege mentality. And that point that he makes, that it's it's meeting the desires of a small minority goes right into what we were talking about with that, the, right. the warning signs of Mike, right? Because what you were really witnessing by like 
people not setting up a 401k but getting custom Nikes is the people running the business weren't running the business for the people in the business. It was all a pet project for them. It was like a means of self-fulfillment for them. So the boss right. is like, I want they're custom just, Nikes. I'll buy custom Nikes for everybody. And they're not thinking about like the well-being of anyone underneath them. Yeah, no, no. They're just they're going to do the hustle at this one business for a while and then they'll go do something else. And it's just whatever is in service of them you know getting more money and, they, and since they well since they always have a safety net they that they all they never have to worry about the consequences you know what right because I mean? they're extremely highly paid because they're a founder <laughs> they're always going to be okay i'm an and alumnus I, of a of a startup uh incubator <laughs> and i think that's kind of like that's like the same thing that happens with silicon valley like you've got these people who don't have they they have like a real perverted sense of what they owe to society or what like society is. Yeah. Yeah. They think, well, yeah, there's this thought that like, they think that they are solely responsible for their own success. Like it's like, Oh, I built this and you know, that makes, therefore no one, no one can say they know better than me. Right. Because Come of my on, accomplishments, <laughs> which ignores a lot of, you know, things that allow people to succeed in the first place. But right. And so they end up building these solutions for things that we've already found solutions for. And they're just like making because they have the hubris to think that they're they're the first one to think of this, to realize this was an issue that needed solving. Yeah. And they can do it better. Yeah. And make money. Like there was that there was that startup. I always point to this as an example of a ridiculous startup because it's just so good. But there was a startup that was briefly operational that basically would send you quarters to do the laundry with. And they charge like extra on top of the quarters, of course. But yeah, it was like a gig economy service for getting you quarters. And it's like, if only there were a place I could go where I could obtain quarters. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> this existed? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I think it was called like Washerly or something. Washboy, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> That's not real. What? It couldn't be called Washboy. There's no, no I'm way. sure it if wasn't. It's called Washboy. It's canceled. <laughs> Yeah. That's so bad. Here we Wash go. Wash boy. This is from uh <clears throat> this is from oh it doesn't want to let me in. <clears throat> uh washboard is the name of it. Oh um you get 40 quarters, a ten dollar value, for the low price of fifteen dollars. So you're paying 37 cents for every 25 cents. <laughs> But the, uh, you're, you're, the, the thing is, this is convenient. How? Uh, well, they deliver the quarters to you. Yeah, but in order to use the quarters, you have to go somewhere, which ostensibly is going to have quarters. I Yeah, I'm almost certain a laundromat is going to have a change machine, you know? That's <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Everything is broken, and... Um, anyway, this this startup lasted like really not very long, which makes sense. But I mean, come on, Washboy. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of extremely bad takes, you have a bad backpack take. Yes. Um, this was a an op ed from uh somebody I guess from Philadelphia, and it's entitled "Hey Grownups, It's Time to Lose the Backpack." Um, okay, I just opened the is... tab, and what I'm doing right now is I'm mm -hmm. closing the tab. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's basically this article. Um, this is some guy who's mad that someone got into an elevator with their backpack, and 
you know, didn't take it off. And so he was a, a complete asshole about it. He said, he, he quotes himself. I don't know. He's not, he, I don't think he's, he makes himself look good in this situation. Cause so this, this, what he says, a mid thirties woman uh, gets onto an elevator and he says, you're supposed to take a backpack off before you get in the elevator. I snapped. It's basic etiquette. Um, and then she sneered over her shoulder. You don't get to make the rules. It's not a rule. It's common decency. You're not the boss of me, she shouted, which, like, true. true. <laughs> um, so his whole point is that because someone got onto an elevator with a backpack and annoyed him, everyone must get rid of backpacks. And he is very concerned that backpack sales rose um, as sales for briefcase and messenger bags plunged. Um, he, he claims that um, backpacks assail people while he says um, it should be pointed out briefcase and messenger bags assail no one which is not true <laughs> you can be whacked by either one of those things um, yeah it's, I prefer it's a messenger odd. bag but I don't I'm not See, I, I had a messenger bag for a while it. and it just hurt my shoulders and a backpack is much yeah. more convenient in that regard I, don't I just think that of all things to worry about, um, I was gonna, here's, here's, the, here's the very dumb quote. I have no idea who thought making something designed for third graders suitable for the office was a good idea, but I'm here to say you were wrong. Uh, it, it's it's this one. This one deserves a good old. Yeah. yeah. I mean, things have changed. We aren't just hauling around papers anymore. We have to haul around computers and all the accessories that go with them. So, yeah, where, like a, where, where are you going to put all your dongles in a briefcase? Yeah, a, a briefcase is not a briefcase is not sufficiently large or organized enough. Yeah, so, you have to have one of those big, big briefcases that people have for like their their ammunition. Yeah, you're going to hurt you know your I mean? shoulder. Yeah, you're going to hurt somebody else. You, you're afraid someone's going to hurt you with a backpack? Oh, I've got this big old, yeah. you know metal briefcase oh, come on anyway that guy you're fired he's fired this makes me this makes me want to just like wash my hands and never stop i think that's a great idea what kind of <laughs> soap you doing use? that now i have so i've subscribed oh to let me tell you exactly what subscribe it is Subscribe and save oh yeah you know i'm a big user of the i'm big, big you got your uh, dash cuck. button i don't have the not dash anymore. Buttons, not anymore they, though because they're they're being turned um, off oh they are yeah well dash good thing i never canceled. got into them um it turns out you're just supposed to yell at your alexa now so right so the soap that i get is jr Watkins foaming hand soap lemon nine ounce pack of six jrr tolkien's jr watkins jr watkins um, it looks oh. like a haberdashery type business. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. I like a J. good R. Watkins hand soap, lemon citron. Yeah, I like a good citrusy, fresh kind of scent. It's free. To... It's free from triclosan and parabens, which are important for reasons. Right. Um. There's a lot of nourishment from the the hydration when the it shea has butter no dyes. It has no formaldehyde. It has no EDTA or SLES. All or, the or, or phthalates, all the things I'm purposefully looking for. It's also Leaping Bunny certified. <laughs> you know what? If the, yeah. it's good enough for Leaping Bunnies, but it's good enough for now, me. Now, tell me, is this a particularly fragrant 
soap? Um, like, is the smell subtle or? It's fairly strong. I mean, it's it's yeah. you know what? It's not super strong. It's it's okay. right in the middle there. Yeah. So I I this this is why we're talking about this is I had put in the show notes that I have recently um, switched up my soaps. Um, I had been using the your classic method soap, which comes in the little minimalist bottle, yeah, um, which is fine, and I kind of like the color of it, but it also it, it's merely fine. Like it smells okay or it's whatever. Serviceable soap, yeah, it's service. It's perfectly fine soap. But what happened is when I went on vacation um, at my Airbnb, they had the Mrs. Myers Clean Day brand of soaps, which um, are deliberately meant to be kind of. Um, very fragrant because they're supposed to be aromatherapeutic. So they're, they're quite smelly. That's um, what the thing is with these. Yes. And they had in particular there, the lavender scent and it was delightful. And so I purchased some. And now every time that I wash my hands, it's a little moment of pure joy because it smells so nice. And the lavender uh, kind of makes me happy a little bit. Lavender is one of those scents that every time I smell it, I go, that's delightful. I know. It's just one of those scents. It just makes you it's happy. Just, just for, It's just a little moment happy. of happiness. Why um, is they also have. What's so magical that way? I, I don't know. Now, I did, I did go to a friend's new apartment the other week, and he had the basil scent of the Miss Myers Clean Day soap. Also pretty good. That seems then, like it would just make me hungry. Right. Yeah. You'd be like, well, now I need a pizza. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you they have a lot of they have a lot of uh, flavor. Well, scents. I was going to say flavors, but you should not eat hand soap, even though it is oh. does say it's made with olive oil and aloe vera. It's not radish. Uh, they have lemon verbena. That's a pretty they good have, one. They have radish. I know. Yeah, it's it's what it's, they have a very interesting set of flavors. Um, <laughs> honeysuckle. Now, honeysuckle is another one of those things. I just love the smell. Now, I haven't used any, they have many cleaning products beyond just hand soap, but I have merely used their hand soap, so I cannot recommend uh, beyond the hand soap, but they do have a lot of very good scents. I do recommend the lavender. They have an apple smell. They have a, a rosemary smell, talking of things that smell like food, as well they as have... apple cider, which is separate from apple. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, very very different yeah now mom was really worrying to me when i saw oh, it you, that it would just smell like your mom <laughs> yeah because i watch a lot of british television no, it's, it's mums as in the flowers the chrysanthemums. <laughs> right right um yeah no but the, it's very good it's a very good soap if you my suggestion i guess is to switch up your soaps from time to time just to keep things interesting to keep it fresh i do the yeah. same you know i have those little can spray air fresheners which is probably giving me cancer oh uh, yeah probably but, but you know i like mm -hmm. i like them and i switch those up yeah. and you know keeps i things mean about fresh. yeah about a year ago i switched up my scented candle that i use to when my you know when my apartment gets smelly i light the scented candle and i i got a different kind this time and it is very nice i think people that just from, don't that one's from anthropology people people just don't think a lot about the power of scent and how 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 useful it can be as a thing to just make your day nice yeah you know, i have right. a little bit of lavender essential oil that i put that i put on my pillow sometimes every you know just every once in a while put a little drops on my pillow at night mm -hmm. and i just smell lavender although i don't now because i have the vader mask so yeah the scent Maybe. that I have for my candle is Capri Blues Volcano. 
Is that like and a Capri Sun? Good. Is that what that's going for? Uh, no, no, not quite. A um, volcano. I I believe would smell sulfuric. This is no. It, it smells very sweet. To be honest, it's kind of difficult to describe the scent though, beyond just like a very modern good scent. Um, and you can you can get this as a candle. You can get this as a reed diffuser. You can get it as room spray. You can get hand cream and hand lotion and hand. Oh, you can get soap with this scent even. It's not cheap, but you could do it. Um, yeah, lots going on here, but this is a, a particularly good scented candle. Well, I um, think it's a good thing to leave on. I think we should I, I adjure people to treat yourself to a good scent, you know? Yeah. Switch it, switch your scent. Right. And let us know how that goes. Cause I want to hear, I want to hear about your scent experiences. Yeah. Give me ideas for like candles or whatever. I'll buy them. Watch yeah, it. Give, now I've, I've, I feel like there's not a lot of the can air freshener things that go inside the little automatics. That's what I use. Oh yeah. That give you cancer. There's yeah. not enough. And I, I feel like there's some sort of depot where I can buy these that nobody's oh, telling me about. <laughs> right. <laughs> Somebody tell me what, what password I have to know, what, 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 right, the secret I have to knock on. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the, what website is it? You know, it's probably got a weird name. It's yeah, like cause it's website. It's but not amazon.com. Like it's not walmart.com right. so far. I mean, they have like six, they have like six Walmart, they have like four Walmart flavors and then four of like Glade flavors. They are exactly the same. You know, yeah, I, that's I the thing get... is the commodity stuff you get at the store. It all kind of smells the same. Yeah, it's not that great. It's not super bad, but you know, so please, please reach out and, and tell me about this. Really what we're doing is we're making our podcast like multi-sensory. Yeah. You know, we're actually going to release be... our own signature. Yeah. Scent. Our own sense. If, if it was, what would it be? I think. Oh, uh, hmm. Popcorn Something... with tahini. <laughs> yeah. I think that would be good. Which also incidentally, like I could go for that right now. That actually sounds pretty tasty. A little bit of popcorn with some tahini on it. Oh, mm. I'm really hungry. I'm going to go do that right now. All righty. Okay. I can't podcast anymore. because I got to go get some of that. <laughs> like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better day by day. And I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing.